You are listening to the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Hello and welcome to another episode of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up bite-sized technology tips for teachers. We are back for another episode and with me today is my co-host and partner in crime, Mindy Carney. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Wow. It's the Christmas episode. This is the Christmas episode, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of excited about this episode, something a little bit different we haven't done before. Um, we are uh, took some time to interview our teammates and found out what they would be looking for under their Christmas tree this year. Yeah, I think in this podcast we spend a lot of our time talking about things that are free and we like free stuff because teachers like free stuff and the budgets in education are the budgets in education. We don't need to talk any more about that. But I think every so often there are things that are worth paying for and in this episode we picked some of those. We asked uh, the colleagues that we work with in the digital learning team to pick things that they would pay for if they were in their classrooms and uh, we recorded individual episodes with all those people. Yeah. So it was kind of, it is kind of fun, like you said, to be able to pick something out that you would pay for because we do so often look for the best free resources. Um, But I think we picked out some doozies this time. Yeah, there's some good ones in here for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all of the um, tools that our team is recommending will all be in the show notes. So if you find something interesting and you want to take a closer look, make sure to go to dlgwaea.org and take a look at our uh, show notes for this episode. And until then, sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Beth Swans, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Well, it's an honor to be on the podcast. This is exciting. Well, we are here on a special edition. Uh, We are doing things that we would like to have under our Christmas tree from Santa. So what have you got for us? Well, I have this terrible habit of actually buying the things that I want um, from Santa. So I've actually already purchased this, but I would happily recommend it. All right. It's called a Rocket Book Wave Smart Notebook. And um, I am a person that seems to always be on the quest for the perfect notebook. So I'm very excited about this new these notebooks. They're not brand new, but um, they are... There, this it takes it from an analog world and puts it into the cloud, which um, means that I can use it both on my computer and also have it like handwriting, which is what I, even though I'm a digital learning person, I still love to handwrite. So, oh. so these are pretty special uh, notebooks. They have different properties. Is that fair to say? Exactly, exactly. So it comes um, comes in two different sizes. And the whole premise of this notebook is that you have all these symbols across the bottom of the page. And when you first set up your notebook, you use an app and you connect a symbol to a destination in the cloud for like uh, Google Drive or email or Evernote or Dropbox or whatever cloud service you use to kind of categorize your information. And then when you've taken your notes and you color in one of the symbols, you use an app from your phone, a Rocketbook app, take the picture, it transfers it into a PDF and automatically shoots it to that destination. That's kind of magical, isn't it? Exactly. It is magic. Exactly. So we kind of have the best of both worlds where we take in notes, which 
from what research has been telling us, taking notes is better for our brains and retaining information. But if we want to get back to those notes digitally, we can find them in the cloud. Exactly. And and if you're working with colleagues um, and you have shared folders, this is a way of sort of combining information and getting it to them right away as well, which is really a, a great kind of a thing to do. Um, then that's not all. I feel like a little kid. There's but more. There's more. Oh. There's more. It's like QVC. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because these are also reusable. So the paper in these notebooks is a little bit heavier. It's almost cardstock um, weight paper. And when you fill up a notebook, you put it in your microwave with a mug of water and you microwave it and it erases all of your pages because you have to use a special pen, which is not it's um, it's an erasable pen. So it's sort of like what the pens that came out way back when when we thought would revolutionize handwriting. Well, um, they really that this works really well. This is a perfect use for that. So it erases it. Um, it takes all the color out of it. And then you can reuse your notebook up to five times. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. So how is how 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 good is it at erasing in, in the microwave? Is it? So I have not actually tried it, but I looked. That was one of the things that I looked at for reviews. Yeah. And what they said is, if you write really hard, so you're indenting the paper, those indents remain, and actually the ink goes clear. So it's still ghosts, but the um, the app on the phone does not pick up that ghosting. Okay. So yeah. it, 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 you may see a hint of it if you look at it, but uh, digitally you don't see that. Interesting. How, how much do these magical notebooks cost? Well, they're not very cheap. There are two sizes. Um, one of them is pretty much square, about the size of a notebook, a note, regular notebook. And the other is more like um, an assignment book, that size. And they're each $27. So they're not, they're not cheap. Um, they have it, you can buy it. Like I've got mine from Amazon. Um, and I got a pack of pens because when I go for something, I go all in. So I need different colors of pens. One pen comes with your notebook, but I have multicolors. Multicolors, yes. right. <laughs> so $27, but it might be the last notebook you ever buy. Exactly. So they really, they say probably after five uses, that pretty much is maxed it out. And so, but uh, depending on how you write, and it may last even longer than that. Hmm. But by five uses, I'll probably want, I probably will have moved on to the next amazing notebook that I'm always on the quest for. The next big thing. Well, <laughs> exactly. we, we don't see like many evolutionary leaps in the uh, development of <laughs> notebooks very often. So uh, yeah, let's hope we'll get better yeah. and bigger things. This was a Kickstarter a couple years ago and I first saw it then I sort of forgot about it. But this was recommended to me by Henry Thiel. He is a superintendent and he really uses it as um, a mobile office. So he walks into a teacher's room with his phone and his notebook and his pen. And then he's much more mobile. He doesn't, is moving his computer around. And he basically has all of the information that he needs right there. So it's kind of for mobile folks. I think this is a pretty great idea. Okay. So it's called the Rocket Book Notebook? Rocket Book Wave notebook it's yeah. available on amazon and all good retailers i'm sure it is if they have their own site with cute little uh videos and whatnot there all right we'll link to some of those in the show notes thank you for coming in beth absolutely all right so stacy beamer what do you hope to find under your classroom christmas tree this year if you were in the classroom what would you hope you'd find on your christmas tree you know what i think I would love to see um, some of the Viewmaster um, VR headsets, um, and even better if 
I was a, we had really good boys and girls. I think we should see um, <laughs> um, Google Expeditions. But just to start, I think um, just the Viewmasters in themselves with some devices. So um, maybe some phones, old used phones that were donated or even some iPod touches um, if I couldn't afford to buy brand new stuff. And why? 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 Why Google Expeditions? Why Google Cardboard? Why Viewmasters? Any of those things? Um, I think one of the things with the, the VR um, Expeditions and the Viewmaster uh, apps, um, I think just for students to experience different locations and see things live and just to feel like they were actually there, um, it's some kids don't have the opportunity to go on field trips. I think that gets cut a lot in our classrooms. And I hate to say my fourth graders can't take a field trip to um, all of the national monuments. So what a great way for them to feel like they're there without that expense. So if Santa's little elves has some extra time on their hands, what would be some apps that you would hope to find on those devices for the Viewmasters or Google Expeditions? Yeah, the first thing I think would be just to get that single Expeditions app. I mean, if we could only have one app, that would be it, because then we could go on those guided tours. Um, and there's a list. We could go, like, view the Seven Wonders of the World or the 9-11 Memorial Museum. I mean, there's so many different things. Like I said, National um, monuments or the Amazon and those kind of things with that. Um, other apps, um, Discovery has a great um, app for human body, just different locations. And some of those actually have sound associated with those too. So that's another um, plus versus the expeditions. You know, and I think you can get a lot out of Street View and Google Maps um, just simply to plop yourself down and look at a different location. Let's go to you know, let's go over to Europe and drop ourselves down and buy a castle and see what does this look different? How is the community Are you there? asking from Santa a castle too? I would take a castle. A virtual no. castle? I know. I'd ask for the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, I me mean, too. Why? <laughs> Watch, I get this little castle ornament under the tree. Um, no. So, yeah, I think those kind of things would be, would be fun. And I think we could maximize the use out of it, right? So... Um, not just a one-hit wonder. Right. Big bang for the buck. So right. if Santa's doling out some cash, how much is this going to cost him? Well, if Santa wanted to start small, right. we would take just a few of the um, Viewmaster things, which can, you can get for... You can get those at Target, Santa, for like 16 bucks. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap. It's the devices that need to go in them that are the expense. Um, but if he wanted to get me the whole kit and caboodle, the whole kit, and you might, like we said, go big or go home, go big or go home. Um, you know, Best Buy has those Google expedition kits that have the router too associated with it. So, um, yeah, yeah all the devices, all of the viewmasters, the router, everything. all of the cords to plug in. So everything. a set of 30 would be about $10,000. I could go without the big case. So if he just wanted to buy me just the things that were included individually, mm -hmm. I would take those. Can you buy a smaller set at Best Buy besides the 30 devices? Yeah, you can do a set of 20 um, for $7,000. And no. I think the 10, um, the set of 10 in that Pelican case is about $4,000. And that's got the teacher tablet, all the headsets, right. Oh, yeah, we didn't even the mention phones. the teacher tablet. Right, right. Right. So you do get everything. And if you go try to price it out, um, that's a pretty good Yeah pretty good deal. And that, that case is ginormous, but um, it's going to keep them protected. And we would probably share with other classes. Oh, too. that's very thoughtful of you. Santa, like, remember, exactly. Stacey's going to share. We share. 
even when it's not Christmas. Yes. Well, anything else you want to say, Stacey? I think we've got some pretty good information about your Christmas wish list. Yeah, I think that's that would be the biggie. Um, yeah, you max. I think we would maximize those devices out, and we would really, would really use those a lot, Santa, for learning. And we could use the cardboard camera. Oh yeah. Um, and anything we did, we would for sure share on Twitter. So, yeah. so Santa, are you listening? Please, 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 please Santa. Please, please. Thanks, Stace. No problem. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, next up we have your friend of mine, Jason Marshall. How are you, Jason? I'm doing well. Yourself, Jonathan? I'm doing good. What would you like to find under your school Christmas tree this year? Oh, well, that's a that's a long list, but I did narrow it down to one. Okay. Um, and I, I actually, I should uh, should be honest, I already have this, but uh, it is something I would recommend for other people. It is the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite. Good one, yeah. Uh, you are a user of this, I believe, as well? I am a user. I edit the podcast with one of the Creative Cloud Suite apps, so yeah. Yes, uh, I, I use one to do our uh, Think, Make, Innovate show. Uh, I use Premiere as one of the pieces in there. And then Audition, which I believe is that what you're using for podcasts. That's what we use, yep. I use that to clean up audio. Um, Premiere's good. Uh, it's similar to iMovie much, uh, if you've used that. But uh, the Audition, how it just kind of ties into there, and you can really clean up that audio is, is excellent. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a huge one for me. And then Photoshop is in there as well. So. How long would you say you've been uh, using these creative tools? I've been using them for quite a while. So probably I had a copy of CS2 back in the day. So I'm going to say seven, maybe eight years. And then I, you know, I, I would never always, uh, you know, I think I went like CS2, then maybe CS4 and then CS6. I think I would skip every other generation. But yeah, um, yeah, I think they're, they're great tools. Uh, great for schools you know particularly i'll see them a lot in schools if they do yearbook or they do uh photo classes or that type of stuff but you can get a site license it's a pretty reasonable cost for your district so i would uh yeah it's something i highly recommend schools look at yeah so it used to be that you would buy like a physical copy of the software or something now and they've gone to this uh subscription kind of base thing is that is that the way it works for schools as well <clears throat> that's that's how i'm understanding it in, in a little bit I'm out of the loop on that because uh, here at the agency, IT gives it to us. So we they just package it up and they give us. Uh, there's a I think there's a cloud installer is what it is, and you just have to have a license key. Um, so basically, anybody can download it, and you pop your license key in, and you're good to go. Yeah, it used to just come on a disc, and then you you could there was a key for it that was the same key, and you could use. You were kind of on your honor to I believe you could buy 250 copies, or you could do a 500 copy site license. So, um, but yeah, now I think it's an individual key per user somehow, and. I don't know, this probably isn't for schools, but I know when this first came out, this Creative Cloud for businesses, you could, let's say you had a new employee and they only worked for you for like three months, you know, maybe you're a newspaper or something. Yeah. You could give them Creative Cloud for three months and then turn it off. So you were just, you would just keep your subscriptions current monthly on how many you wanted. Cool. So it was kind of, kind of interesting model for that. All right, so you mentioned like Photoshop and Premiere. Any of the other apps you use or or like from that suite? Yeah, not as, not as much as I used to, but um, Illustrator I used to use a lot. So any type of vector graphics you want to do. So I used to do a little bit of logo design, and uh, that's what I would use for that. Um, 
would be kind of kind of sketching those out in Illustrator. Uh, you can use InDesign. I know that's what schools will use that. I think some of that's changed, but they, they probably use that to do like their school newspaper, stuff like that. I think on yearbooks, a lot of that is now a web app through the yearbook company. But right. um, yeah, InDesign would give you, you know, desktop publishing type of capabilities. And I, I don't know if there's anything else. Those are the ones I'm familiar with. I don't, do you know of any other? Uh, there's the one that I would probably get myself, I think, if if I didn't get it through the agency here. I think they have like a photography bundle where you get Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, and I think just for consumers, that's like $10 a month or something. I think, you know, when you consider you used to pay like, I don't know, $600 or something weird like that just for Photoshop by itself, that that seems like a pretty good deal too. Yeah, it does. I, I, was, just, I was looking here. It looks like um, you do get Acrobat, which I don't know, you know, like on the Mac, the Adobe Preview does a lot of that stuff Acrobat does. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's a Windows alternative to that as well. But uh, you used to get Flash, but... Uh, with uh, with the suite, so you know, and it's also a uh, professional. I, I have a brother that works in works in, or excuse me, brother-in-law works in Hollywood and works on a TV show, and he's an editor. And he told me that they use Adobe Premiere. So, oh yeah, okay. yeah, and Audition. He says that's what they that's what they film with. So they pull it in there and clean it up, and so. So these are good tools for students to think about using as you know they're moving on to creative careers and things like that. It's good, good yeah. to expose them to those kind of tools. For sure, for sure. All right. Thank you very much, Jason. It was a pleasure to have you. We'll maybe try and get you back sometime in the new year and talk about Erasmus sometime. <laughs> you know I love the Erasmus. I know it. All right. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. All right. So with me is Gina Rogers. Gina, have you been good this year? Well, good is a relative term. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I guess it just depends on what you, you consider good. Oh, okay. So if um, Santa were to bring you something and leave it under the tree this year, what would you hope that he would bring you? Let's see. Besides the diamond earrings, um, mm-hmm. I guess I would probably go with first um one of the new swivels c series swivel with the four markers mm-hmm. um because i think that really has uh the potential to really impact instructional coaching because you'd be able to hear um what conversations are happening in the collaborative learning teams mm-hmm. um and sometimes when you're capturing video using the swivel you're getting only that teacher perspective you're not necessarily hearing what the kids are saying and how they're engaging with the tasks that the teacher is presenting to them so i thought that that would be a pretty interesting thing yeah how much would santa have to splurge to get a little gift like that for you yeah i would have to be really good for that one it's uh about a thousand dollars i think that the ticket price on that with the four markers is nine hundred and ninety nine dollars from my research right but you can get a cheaper version right with just the one marker but the four marker is your big splurge Mm -hmm. the four marker c-series yep okay so is there anything else you'd like to see under your christmas tree this year um, well, you know, since you asked, <laughs> I would take also um, a couple licenses to a program called Focus XI, um, or I think it's Focus XI. Now I'm, now I'm second guessing myself. It will be in the show notes, right? Yeah. Okay. So link to it. Anyway, um, this Focus app 
what it is is it was traditionally developed for um, actual sports coaching, um, but you can modify the um, app so that it fits more for instructional coaching. And so you can program in there different things that you're looking for and tag points in the um, in the video that you're capturing in the app of those things that you're looking for. So for example, if you're coaching a teacher and she's like, hey, I really want you to look for wait time, um, you can tag the times where she is executing wait time so she can look specifically for those Ooh, those like parts. That. And you can clip those segments out uh -huh. and just focus only on that Ooh. segment. So it's pretty nice. Um, it's, uh, the school that I know that I work with, um, that has purchased this at, it was $150 for them the first year for the app license. And so this is a per device type of a license to okay. keep that in mind that you're only going to have maybe, you know, a, a limited number of instructional coaches that'll right. be using it. And so $150 for that first year for that license. And then it's like $75 oh. every subsequent year. But it sounds like it's pretty powerful, so that'd be maybe worth a little yeah, worth the at the beginning and then pay it out at the end. Mm -hmm. no, it's good. Anything else? Of course, the oh boy, active. I know, where this is going. I know where this is going. Actively learn team account. You get or an school account. account. You get an account. Yes, <laughs> I wish it was like that. You looked under your seat, and everyone has actively learn accounts. Um, but yeah. Team account, at least, or mm -hmm. a school account, just because of the increase in um, collaboration that you get through that team account, that you can share assignments uh, among team members, that you can collaborate on those assignments with those team members, um, that you can also grab student data regarding vocabulary lookups. There's also a really awesome um, Google extension that's built into it too. So like any of the markings that the kids make in their actively learn that Google extension will suck them into a new Google doc. Mm -hmm. Actively learn. Yeah, of course. Do I you bet you want to learn like I am to Seesaw. <laughs> that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. I bet a pro account to Seesaw is on your Christmas list. Uh, it, well, yeah. I already have it because I'm an ambassador. And that's true. All right. Well, Gina, thanks for coming on the podcast today and sharing your Christmas wishes. Merry yes. Christmas, Gina. Merry Christmas. All right. So we are very pleased and proud to have Amber Bridge back with us for this next Christmas shopping experience. So, Amber, how are you? Doing well. Thanks, Jonathan. Good. So... What are you thinking you would like to see under your Christmas tree? Ah, uh, so it's a really tough choice. But if I think about my love of science, I think about the Makey Makey. Makey Makey includes science and maker experiences all together from young, young kiddos to old people get a big kick out of it. All right, so if, you, if someone hasn't seen a Makey Makey before, how would you describe this thing? <laughs> right, this thing, this thing that makes things, right? Yeah. Well, the Makey Makey, even though it has a kind of, you know, a unique and goofy name, fun to say, uh, can allow you to make anything that you want. It is essentially a circuit board that can connect into a computer and it allows you to engage in a lot of different things. You can play games with Makey Makey. You can create games that are can use any object that actually can conduct electricity to be an extension of your computer. 
All right, so what kind of uh, devices does this work with? Uh, pretty much anything that has a USB port for the traditional Makey Makey. Okay, so PC. So Mac, PC, yep, Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Good, okay. Um, there's a couple of different Makey Makeys, is that right? There's a couple of different variations. If people wanted to look for those, what would they see? Absolutely. So the traditional Makey Makey, or I think it's called the Makey Makey Classic, uh, is my favorite because it it does work on all platforms. Um, and it gives you um, lots of opportunities to connect into many different keys on your keyboard to really expand the sorts of um, activities that you can do with it. Um, the... Makey Makey Go is actually more of a USB port that plugs right into your computer. It is half the price, but it will not work on a Chromebook. Oh, it doesn't? No. Oh, good to know. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are looking for something to do this Christmas, uh, like maybe create a video camera that works when you step on tin foil or a a human piano or, you know, we've done so many different things with the Makey Makey. Can you tell us about the uh, project that you and Jason did for TMI? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So our Makerspace show, Think, Make, Innovate, we actually have a Makey Makey episode where we created a operation game using tin foil and the Makey Makey and scratch programming uh, where we did some fun stuff cutting out Jason. Jason's face and putting it on the actual operation head guy. Yes. <laughs> where you that. could remove Jason's spleen or his funny bone. Yes, and haven't we all wanted to do that at some point in time? Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how much do these uh, Makey Makeys cost? Sure, so the Makey Makey Classic is $50 and the Makey Makey Go is 25 So pretty economical. Pretty economical. Yeah. And are you, are you seeing more of these when you are talking to people about makerspaces and things like that? Absolutely. I'm seeing them trickle out and being used in lots of different ways. Many people think really it can only be used in science class to learn about electricity, but that's only one use of it. It can really be expanded out to tell and engage with the computer and digital storytelling in different ways. All right. Sounds good. So thank you for joining us, Amber, and for giving us your top picks for this Christmas. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. So, Jonathan, what would you like to see under your Christmas tree this year? Uh, Well, that's a great question. Um, Not being classroom teachers anymore, I think um, it takes a little bit more thought to think about what we would like to have. But I think from my point of view, I think something I would use a lot or would like to think I would use a lot, I think I'd, I'd like some kind of green screen set up in my classroom um i know there's lots of different ways you can do that whether it's painting a wall or using green poster paper or actually having green cloth that you could put up and down and and take wherever you wanted i think that for me is a really versatile um tool that you can use in language arts you can use it in social studies you can use it in math foreign languages and all different kinds of things so i don't know i mean if if, if the sky's the limit, I'll, I'll just run through a whole list of stuff I'd want. I'd love like um, some kind of uh, retractable green screen that I could pull down from the ceiling and have in my classroom. I'm going to be selfish and say this one doesn't go to other classes. Um, I'd take the <laughs> green screen by D- doing app. I'd uh, love some iPads with iMovie and things like that to edit and post-produce all my um, videos, but um, yeah, I think green screen would be an awesome thing to have, good thing to work with uh, with kids in the classroom. Ooh, that's a good one. So 
um, if you had a total, how much would that cost, do you think? I mean, you talked about a couple iPads, the green screen kit, which you can find on Amazon with like the lighting and the tripod and all of that. I mean, what's your total number, you think? Oh, I don't know. I mean, your your, your iPads, if you have to buy iPads, I mean, you're... You're eight hundred to a thousand dollars right there, just on on iPads right. alone. If you already had iPads, right. I mean, let's uh, some classes have one or two iPads in their in their possession, so that's good. I'm just going to write that off and pretend I already had some iPads. Absolutely. And then say, I don't know, maybe yeah, I think you could get a decent uh, green screen setup for I don't know between one and two hundred dollars if you really yeah, looked so. at it that yep. way. Yeah, and that's pretty affordable. That's pretty affordable. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, you could crowdfund some stuff for that, maybe get PTO to yeah. help with that, maybe put it on Donors Choose or places like that too. Or you could just ask Santa. Or ask Santa, yeah. I've been ask a good boy Santa. this year. Oh, I'm sure you have been. It's up for discussion, but whatever. Sure. Um, so on your list, Mindy, what would we have? My list, um, I'm going to go with a Minecraft Um Every student has a um, user account for, as a teacher, I would just say, I mean, if we're going big, lifetime, we'll just, we'll go, instead of having to renew it every single year, just be like, oh, I, and you can't really do this. This is just like wishful thinking, but um, just have an endless amount of Minecraft in my classroom for all of my students. I'd even go big for my school. Uh, right now, it's $5 a year per user. Um, and the reason I would choose Minecraft is kind of like you said with the green screen, like it's so versatile. You can use it in so many different ways and so many different subjects. Um, I find my child who's making Minecraft stuff like continues to grow in his creativity. Um, he is very verbal about what he's making and why he made it that way. And I just, the possibilities with it to me are endless and, um, especially with the Minecraft education edition. Um, you know, I, I don't, to me, like I, with the iPad apps there, I think Minecraft pocket edition is 10 bucks. Um, if you do it through volume purchasing, you know, it gets cheaper than that. The nice thing about that to me is that you have it forever. Um, and, uh, I think with younger students, the pocket edition maybe is a little bit better, uh, with the education edition, you have to use the mouse and there's like different commands and stuff like that. I'm sure kids are very capable of doing those kinds of things. Um, so the education edition comes with the teacher monitor. Um, and we're actually talking to another school about using Apple School Manager with Minecraft Pocket Edition to see how that would work. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, we could still do something like that. But yeah, I just, I would really like to see Minecraft in schools more. Um, but the expense of it, I know, is a lot because you're paying that um, fee yearly. And, uh, you know... It's, it can be a lot. It can, you know, if you've got a couple classrooms that are willing to do it, your school district's paying, you know, quite a bit out of pocket every year. So I'm going to go with Minecraft. You know, those um, Team Kano kits that we have um, in our makerspace area, those orange yeah. boxes for yeah. build your own computers. I, yes. I took, yep. I took one of those home um, at the weekend because I wanted to, I'd never really tried one out. And so yeah, I, yeah. I thrust it upon my nine-year-old, uh, my daughter, to let yeah. her put it together. And she did pretty easily, kind of like a Lego kit, yeah. just all snaps together. And then you boot yeah. it up and you've got some built-in apps and things. And the first thing she went for was the Minecraft app. 
So there's Minecraft on that, huh? I didn't know that. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's like a full-blown Minecraft. Yeah, it's not yeah. one of those ones where you can connect and work with other people and nobody else right. gets into your world, but it's got right. this pseudo-Minecraft thing built in with a basic edition, and then you can code extra features into it and huh. uh, with this drag-and-drop block coding. So, yeah. yeah, that's what we were looking at Minecraft a little bit this weekend, but her eyes just lit up and went, oh, Minecraft, yeah. and then jumped on it. Yeah. But she's never really played Minecraft before, but it's just one of those but things. But she's heard that, of it, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she's heard know. of it and wanted yeah. to try it and get going with it. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't been necessarily all that good this year, but I haven't been bad either. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you want to confess? <laughs> no, this isn't confessions. No. It's just. Okay. Yeah. You've but. been kind of so-so this year. I've been so-so. I'm always a little bit so-so. I like to live in the gray area. Yeah, I know. So, um, if you enjoyed the show this week, yeah, definitely subscribe in a podcast player of your choice. Um, we've got links to everything that people talked about today on our website at dlgwaa.org forward slash podcast. I think we'd like to give a big uh, shout out to Eric Kurtz, who has been listening and sharing uh, our show on Twitter when we are big fans of what he does. He has a great, right, yeah. yeah, he has a great blog <laughs> at uh, controlloutachieve.com. And he's on Twitter at Eric Kurtz. So thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Jonathan Wiley and Mindy is at Team Kearney. Our team account is at DLGWAEA. Uh, you can also use the hashtag EdTechTO to tag the show and we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Send us an email to podcast at gwa.org if you have ideas or suggestions because Mindy and I are already planning ahead for 2017 and thinking about what we might have in the show. Yeah, and they could share their what they would hope for under their Christmas tree too. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be a good uh, follow-up for yeah. a 2017 episode. What did you get yeah, for, for Christmas? Sure. How about that? Yeah, yeah right, What did you get? Right. That'd be fun. What'd you get? Mm-hmm. So until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast. 